0: punt. I'm wondering what you saw there in terms of schematically or just what allowed you to kind of take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, just, um, you know, Coach Bonifa, uh, we've been holding up all game and we wanted to do a little switch up. So we we sent all the guys to the punter. Thankfully, I was the one who became free and just slammed it, you know. Have you done that before? That was my first black punt. Uh, it felt great. It hurt it hurt my hand. It was cold, it was rainy, it was wet. You know, sacrifice but sacrifice your body, to glorify your soul.
0: This um safety competition has obviously just been ongoing throughout the off season, throughout the season, into now. What is that um been like in terms of just the daily competition as you guys have sort of been angling for for those positions and those opportunities
1: yeah i mean it's been fun honestly you know we always you know we're always competing outside of football whether it's video games and you know pick up basketball outside but you know we're always competing and then at the end of the day you know we're all we're all best friends we're all brothers um but yeah i mean like we're still competing right now like Nobody's job is safe at the end of the day. So, you know, even though I'm starting right now, um, you know, Ace Turner, um, all those guys. I mean, if I don't, if I don't do what I'm supposed to be doing, they're next guys up, and they know that, and I know that.
0: How would you evaluate? Obviously, you're th- three uh, games in, but just your performance at this point, and what has allowed you to kind of secure for now one of those positions.
1: Um. Again, just competing, just knowing um, all the spots are up, up for grabs. Um, obviously, um, you know, last year kind of was my first start uh, at, the DB, at, the, at the DB spot. And, you know, I kind of felt the same way where, you know, my spot was never secure. So I always had to keep getting better and finding ways um, just to just never get complacent. Just keep going, keep going. So I don't want to, I don't want to lose that starting spot.
2: What's that like, kind of having so many talented people like around you? I mean, you've got to, a ton of NFL guys that you've been able to learn from, the guys that are in NFL now. I mean, just waiting your turn, and maybe like when it's so easy to transfer away, what keeps you staying
1: here? Um, what keeps me staying here, man? Is honestly the brotherhood. Uh, like, like I said, like all these guys are my best friends. Like, I, these are the guys I'm gonna have in my in my marriage one day. Uh, some, some of them are going to be some of my best men, groomsmen, whatever that may be. So, I mean, I mean if I'm not playing, I'm still going to find a way to impact this team, whether it's scout team, uh, special teams like I've done in the past, or should I even switch over to offense if they need to look? But I'm, you know, I'm just here. I'm staying here because this, this is my family. This is my brotherhood. This is my home. Alex, it seems like
3: college football is... Changing every day. The school just announced today that Mecca Megua is passing up his senior year of football in Texas, and he's enrolled in school. Oh, Any what? reaction to that? Dov? I mean, would you have done something like that if you had the opportunity?
1: Oh, can you repeat that last part you Emeka said?
3: Megua, running back from Texas, supposed to play his senior year this year. He just enrolled in EW today, and Jeff, they put out oh. a announcement. It's official. He's coming. Kind of oh. Yeah. Can he join the team right away, Jeff? Yep. Really. What do you
1: think about that, Alex? Since I've broken the news to you, I mean that's awesome. I mean, you know, adding new players is always cool. Um, shoot, we, you know, we'll, we'll we'll bring him in. We'll embrace him just like everybody else. Like all the freshmen. Uh, I mean, dude, I'm, shoot, I'm happy he's here. Do you know him very well. I don't. I don't know him at all, but we're, we're happy to have him here.
3: I don't think he's starting Saturday, but I guess he's eligible.
1: <laughs> oh, he's eligible to play. Yeah, you can probably see him in practice. Oh, dang. I didn't even know that works like that. Well, shoot, that's awesome. Shoot, let's get him here. Get him on board. Get get him ready. That'd be awesome. I was
0: wondering, with Cal, Obviously, you weren't really playing in the 2019 game, I'm yeah. guessing. you Were Were you on defense
1: at that point? Or were you I was on defense. Years? That was the first year I switched over, so I was kind of just learning everything again.
0: You, I mean, you're obviously watching film and everything, and I think their personnel, what they try to get done, is probably fairly similar to to UW, but what makes them difficult in terms of the way that they scheme the run and just the way that they run things offensively? Yeah, I
1: mean, they, play, they have obviously those big backs. Um, that's always something to take into consideration. And they go a lot of heavy personnel sets. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's football. I mean, you got to put your big boy pads on. At a certain point, you just can't always drop back in coverage. You got to, you know, put your big boy pads on, put your working hat on, and go hit something.
0: Do you look forward to that? I mean, obviously, the safety That is
1: why I switched over. <laughs> to hit somebody. I love it. Just like Michigan, they want to run the ball? Fine. Let's do it. Put your big boy pads on. Let's do it.
3: Speaking of switching over, when all those receivers
0: went down before the opener, was there any thought
1: of moving back to <laughs> after them? You know, I, I thought about that. I was like, "Damn, what if I never even switched over? I'd probably be the, like the main receiver right now." But nah, I didn't think about switching over. Um, obviously, I was still competing for the starting spot at that time, so I wasn't really worried about what the offense was doing. Kind of just worrying about what what we were doing schematically and just still trying to compete for that starting spot.
2: Keeping the uh the big plays like Coach Lake has mentioned that all the big run plays are on the secondary. Yeah. Is there something you guys have been working on in practice to make sure that doesn't happen or or how do you feel that you guys have kind of uh, progressed in that way?
1: Yeah I mean um, like like you just said all big plays run through the DB room you know if the, the defense line doesn't fit a gap correctly and it spills to the linebackers, the linebackers don't tackle it. Now it's up on the uh, DBs, free safety, strong safety, whoever it may be. And, you know, at the end of the day, they look at who the last line of defense is. They don't look at what happened in the front. They look at, you know, the defensive backs to get the ball down. But um, in terms of schematics, um, I mean, you know, being a safety, that's that's our job is to get the ball down when everything breaks through. So, I mean – it doesn't matter what covers we're in. Uh, it could be cover one, cover two, cover three, cover four. It doesn't matter. We need to get the ball down at the end of the day.
2: Alex, uh, as a Sacramento kid, I kind of wonder did you follow Cal growing up? Did you follow did. Cal Washington? Do you know a lot of guys on that team? Just give me your thoughts, all those thoughts.
1: Yeah, I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like I was brainwashed to go to school a little bit. <laughs> I mean, coming out of high school, you know, my uh, a lot of my family grew up in that Berkeley area, Oakland area. My dad's from East Oakland. So, you know, Cal was a big influence on him, even though he didn't go there. Um, so, you know, I thought about Cal a lot. I mean, I had, I mean, before I even came here, I had all Cal sweatshirts. I was cowed out. I mean, like that was the school to go to. Um, but, you know, once I matured, <laughs> grew up a little bit, kind of shied away from Cal, started to look at other schools, Obviously, I found my, found, my, found my love at UW. Does
2: that make you a little extra excited for weeks like this? Oh, I can't you... wait.
1: I can't wait. My grandpa, um, I, mean, I have alum, or I have family that are Cal alum. So, you know, they're always talking mess. But obviously, they're still supporting me, but they're talking mess. And that just fires me up. I just can't wait to get out there. What were you going to say about your grandpa? Oh uh, oh he uh, he lives up the street from Berkeley. He was like, Oh yeah, if you come to Berkeley, you can get my truck and stay in my house, whatever, rent free. I'm like, nah, I'm good, I'm going to you baby. <laughs> uh, Melvin, Melvin Cook. Was yeah. he disappointed with your decision? What's that? Was he disappointed with your decision? Oh uh, nah. He, was, he once he came when I brought so I I actually brought him up for my official visit, he was the main one I brought up here. And he was like, Okay, I understand. I understand. So,
2: yeah.
1: Are you going to have a lot of family up for this game? Uh yeah. So my my dad, uh my uncle or my godfather, my godbrother and my girlfriend obviously lives out here and yeah. So the people who are coming up here, Stanford, that one. Yeah. When we go down the bay area, that's going to be crazy. We might have like 30, 40 people coming. <laughs> right on. Hey, I, I remember you talking about um your interest in construction
2: and things like that. Wow. I, what are you, uh, what are you doing school-wise right now and, and kind of where you at with all that?
1: So, yeah, I, growing up, I've always wanted to do construction management. I took a building trade. I was in the building trades program uh, in high school where I was you know, building sheds, I uh, built a doghouse for my grandfather we just talked about. It was like a seven foot, five foot, seven by five doghouse. It was like a mini house. and. No, I fell in love with that, but uh, once I had my back injury uh, earlier this year, kind of fell in love with chiropractic and that's what I want to pursue after football is all said and done. So I want to go to chiropractor school after football.
2: Alex, I'm wondering uh, if you're aware of Trent, Mick, and McDuffie, and Kyler Gordon's interception competition. Uh, <laughs> They said that the first guy has to buy the
1: other one a video game. You have to say in whether you're gonna maybe get the first pick and try to get your hands on the game. Yeah, so I'm 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 a part of that conversation, but I'm not. I say whoever gets the first pick is dinner on me wherever they want to go. I'm not really I don't really play video games so. Uh, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't really care about video games. I just want to go out to go out to eat, get some folk at the chow or something. Uh,
2: You've seen Kyler kind of step into that corner spot this
1: year. Oh man, he's you know he's one of the most athletic people I've ever seen in my life. And if a dude is gonna step into a role like that, it's gonna be Kyler. No, I mean I don't see any better person put in that role but Kyler.
0: Hey, Alex, with the turnover situation, obviously, you kind of got off the side a little bit the last week. In the first two games, it was very difficult, obviously, to create something. What is it about the ability to, to, to get the ball? You know, because I know Coach Harris always says good defenses score, get the ball back. Correct. How, how difficult was it early? And, and what helped you to get off the side the, the of last weekend?
1: Yeah, I mean. I think offense and defense in terms of our offense and our defense work hand in hand. You know, I feel like once our offense puts up enough points on the board, the defense is forced to throw the ball and we, or the off, their offense is forced to throw the ball and which works into our favor because you know we're all about hits and picks and PBUs. So once the ball's in the air, man, I mean, we, I feel like we won. You guys,
2: a lot of you guys have those undershirts. What do they read on them?
1: Death
4: row dogs. Can you see? Yeah, I see. Yes, sir. Same old logo. Yes, sir. How you guys doing today? Good. How are you? All well. With
0: with the whole death row situation, when you got here, I mean, did you know about sort of the culture of this defense, or how did you kind of uh, learn about the history and, and sort of the reputation that that defense upholds?
4: Um, as, as I grew up, my brother went to the University of Utah, so I was, I was very understanding of the University of Washington's defense. I always knew what that was from Shaq Thompson, Greg Ducre, those guys back then. So I've always heard of it, heard of it, and now that I'm actually am in it, I got to really embrace the culture from inside out, so I got to see it. So uh, I've always known about it, but now I get, I get to actually see it. Yes, sir. Uh, how
3: tough was it for you to leave Oklahoma after being a three-year starter and you know, one of the premier programs in the
4: country. You said, how tough was it?
3: Yeah,
4: how tough um, it's life. It's life. You got to. You have to make great decisions for yourself. Uh, you have to keep going forward. And I feel as if I had a great time in Oklahoma. I, I made long-lasting friendships with uh, my, my peers. Uh, great relationships with my coaches, um, the faculty, the staff. I love my time at Oklahoma. But uh, as a person, in order for me to keep growing forward, I felt as if I needed to make, make a change, and I did. And I loved the, the, the decision I made. You
3: mentioned the other night uh, that you know, one of the things that brought you to Washington was
4: you wanted to keep growing. Yes. What, what about Washington made that the place you felt like you could do that? Coach Lake, Will Harris, uh, Terrence Brown, uh, the DB culture, the DB room. Mm, just everything about our defense, everything about this the DB culture. I felt as if I wanted to be in that and it, I could produce a, 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 grow, a growth. Yes, ma'am. What about
3: Washington?
2: I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you want to go play in the NFL. Yes. Uh, what about Washington you know, can allow you to produce, like produce you to do something like
4: that? Uh, one more time, sir. No problem, no problem. What about
2: Washington will allow you to
4: Yes, um, the University of Washington defense specifically, we play with a lot of different gadgets in a lot of different ways. Sometimes you'll see four DBs, sometimes you'll see five. There's times we play with six, there's times we play with seven DBs. So um, I personally have never seen that at any other school in the country. But um, yeah, University of Washington defense.
2: It, big, yeah, oh, sorry, i sorry, I don't know, uh, I didn't get a chance to watch you much at Oklahoma, yes, I don't know if you were a nickel, if you were on the corner, but has it been an adjustment for you to, to play at nickel? Um,
4: compared to what you did at Oklahoma? I know, sir. My freshman year, I played strong safety and nickel. My sophomore year, I played nickel. My junior year, I played nickel. And here, I played nickel safety, and sometimes I rotate around the corner. But you said the transition. um, Really, nickel is nickel. Uh, Here, you're the quarterback of the defense. You have to be a lot more vocal. A lot of people are listening to you and you have to get guys lined up, and uh, you have to f- find the fast guy. Whoever the fastest guy is on the field, that's who, that's who you have to guard. Being
0: in that role, which carries with it, like you said on Saturday, a lot of responsibility yes, beyond just playing your game. Yes. And you're following this tradition where Elijah Molden was great in that role, Miles Bryant was great in that role. Yes. How familiar are you with those guys? Have, have you spoken with any of those guys, and what's
4: that connection like, if at all? All the time, all the time. like I said sir I'm human I'm gonna have errors I'm gonna make mistakes I'm gonna everything is gonna happen to me just as them so when I go through times I call Elijah literally last week I'll call Elijah if something comes up and he'll tell me how he dealt with it and it gives me a perspective it shows me that he went through it too and he was able to flourish out of it and and, and make his way to it so I, I always to answer your question I always call Elijah I always call Miles we have a great relationship
2: uh, if you don't mind, what
4: did you call him about? It was just a play specifically. Uh, my feet work. We were changing my feet work specifically. I have I have two jobs on a specific play, and uh, I was just asking him how does how did he do it? How did he transition for it?
0: With this game, um, with the way that Cal does things, it's been tough. It was yes. tough for UW in 2019, and yes. they're obviously a big physical offense. Yes. What's the role of the nickel? What's your role in terms of? Trying to focus on, on stopping their run and their bigger backs
4: uh, for the nickel specifically uh, versus a run game, or for the nickel specifically, you have you have run responsibility and you have pass responsibility, but it's making sure that in your run in the run support. You know what gap you specifically have. You see what you need to see so that you're able to get to that gap as fast as possible. And then once you're in the gap, it's having just the mentality of making sure you go low, wrapping up, and getting the ball carrier to the ground. Period. Simple as
3: that. Jimmy Lake said he recruited you out of high school. When you picked Oklahoma, were they the runner of choice or among several choices? Or where did the Huskies stand back
4: then? Uh, I'm trying to think. My, I don't remember specifically my top five or anything that, like that coming out of high school, sir. I, I'm not sure. I just know I, I know I chose Oklahoma that day. Was so a serious contender? At the end of that, I, I'm not sure specifically, sir. I'm not sure. I don't want to lie to you. No yes, sir.
0: This has been written about a little bit, but I was wondering if you can just explain
4: the, the Buki nickname and where that comes <laughs> from. Uh, the Buki nickname, uh, to be completely honest with you, sir. That's just a mom and son thing. My mom, before I was even born, my mom was just, she was pregnant. and She was just calling me Buki, like a little mom and son thing. My siblings caught on to it. My cousins caught on to it. And when I came out, that's what people were calling me. So I just stuck with it. So that's, that's really the truth about it. Yes, sir. Do
2: you feel like um, this defense allows you to reach your full potential as a player? or I mean, what about this defense specifically? Like it allows you to succeed? Excel.
4: You get to do a lot. You get to do a lot. You're in man to man. You're blitzing. You're 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 dropping back in coverage. You're in the underneath coverage. You're in the deep defense coverage. You just there's not there you can't pinpoint the nickel. Okay, he's just gonna be in man. Oh, he's just gonna blitz. Okay, he's just gonna he does everything. He he does everything. You have to have the mental capacity to handle all of it. But um with great coaching staff like like I have and 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 <laughs> they let me ask as many as questions as I can without annoying them. Uh, They, they allow me to ask as many as questions so I can always have my notes. But like I said, the responsibility part, it allows you to do everything. Yes, sir.
3: When you, when you decided to uh, leave Oklahoma, yes, sir. you, You must have called Washington and said, Yes. I'm gonna. What was the reaction when you called? In? I mean, not too many Oklahoma guys. I think call up the University of Washington and say, hey, "I'm thinking of coming there." I, did, I do know one other. Tyrone Rogers, from okay. the National Championship team, did that. I love it. I love it. But what was uh, the reaction of maybe Jimmy Lake or Will Harris or
4: whoever you talked to? Yes, uh, it was Coach Lake and I. Uh, we, we spoke about a lot of things. We spoke about um, who I was as a person, more so as a football player. Uh, we just talked about life in general and then when we boiled it down to me making my decision to come to the University of Washington we spoke about just the critiques the, the the urgency the attention to detail everything that I must bring to the table every day and by me bringing that to the table coach Lake promised to bring his a game to the table of coaching me so uh we had a mutual understanding of making sure we bring our best foot forward for, for this program. And uh, it was a great moment. I was very elated. I, I was very happy.
2: I, I gotta say, you seem like really thoughtful. And, and I wonder, with the adversity that you, that you, you went through the first couple of weeks yes, sir. of the season starting 0 2, what was yes. kind of your self talk going to the Arkansas State game and,
4: and how you handled a lot of that? Stay together. For sure, that's the first thing I think of in adverse situations, stay together. And um, overall, just having the mentality of back against the wall, I'm okay. I'm still poised. I'm, uh, I'm okay in, in with adversity pushing towards me. I'm okay with holding my ground and playing my game of football, my brand of football, making sure I see what I see and executing my cues. So football is football at the end of the day. But like I said, back against the wall, you still have to execute. Yes, sir. All right. Let's, let's wrap up and put run
0: up here. And it on here. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Rip, I'm just curious. Through through three games, how you would evaluate where your defensive line has uh, has been and how they've played? Uh, just okay. You know, we gotta we gotta stop the run
5: better. I think anytime you give up, you know, what we gave up first Michigan, you you know, you're never gonna be happy about that. So we gotta continue to grow and improve and. know, keep getting better at getting off blocks and and finishing plays and making tackles. You know, missed a lot of tackles that week, week two. So we got to continue to get better.
0: What makes Cal uh,
5: a difficult team to defend in the run game? Uh, They're a physical football team. They're physical up front. They play with a lot of tight ends. They got two backs that are, you know, 230 pounds, and they run hard, and even the quarterback. I mean, the quarterback's not a small guy. He's, you know, 6'3", 230. I mean, so they're all, they got big people. You know, big people handling the football, so that always makes it tough. You watch their games, those guys break a lot of tackles, man. They run the ball hard and they fall forward. So, I mean, that's that's definitely something that they do really well and that we're gearing up for.
2: When you were, when you changed roles over the off season, what would you want to bring to the defensive line? What did you really want to, what was your point of emphasis there?
1: I think the biggest
5: thing is just energy, energy, effort, and passion for the game, like those big guys playing the game hard. Uh, run into the football, finishing plays. Um, that was a big point of emphasis for us all season. And as far as the uh, energy that they've been bringing, I've been pleased with. But, you know, it's, it's got to have results on the field. we got to make more plays and and get off blocks and tackle the ball carrier.
0: This is obviously, you know, a very proud defense and a proud defensive line. And when you have a game like Michigan where, you know, they run for 330 yards, what, what's the message to that group coming out of that Um when you, to try to build off of an experience that I'm sure you were yeah with. I think the message
5: is pretty clear right after the game I mean any I mean you don't have to say a whole lot you know you they rush for 330 yards so everybody's pretty disappointed but you know next day we get a 24 hour rule you bury the game and you got to get better from it and you got to keep going on you got 10 more opportunities after that game. So nobody's going to feel sorry for us, you know, after we play a team like doesn't matter who you play. Nobody's going to feel sorry for you. Your next opponent's not going to feel sorry for you. So we got to roll on. we got to learn from it and get better. And I think our guys did a good job of doing that next week. But now it's the same thing. Nobody's going to feel sorry for us. Nobody's going to think anything differently of us. Cal's not going to think that. So, I mean, we got to got to roll on and keep getting better and getting back to work. What do
3: you So, Rip? Bob. Uh... Of the two-man front, you you've had like four different starters this year, shuffling guys in, giving them a shot, I guess. Um, or I don't know if there's been injuries involved. But um, are these guys would you consider them still young? Because nobody other than I think Talkies the only one who started all last year and all this year. Um, are they still young and in development, or, or what? How would you describe it?
5: Yeah, I think we I think we got a young group of guys. I mean, but. Um, I, I mean, I've been pleased with their poise and, and how they've, they've handled these games. But yeah, you got a young group. Um, you know, Taki and Thule played a lot or, or quite a bit as redshirt freshmen. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Taki was the only guy who started last year. And Thule and Bandis got some play last year, but it was only in four games. And um, so it's a young group, but, you know, they're an eager group. They're an eager group to get better. And, and I've been pleased with their work ethic.
0: You had a couple well, true freshmen, Kaua and Voy, who have gotten yeah. in there, which is not easy for an interior defensive lineman. We'll just, what, how have you seen those guys step up, and what's been your assessment of those guys through three games?
5: Like I think I said it, I said it about a month ago. I mean, they're a very poised individuals. The moment's not too big for those guys, and they bring a great deal of energy to that group. Uh, I mean, you watch Void flying around on, on Saturdays, making tackles 30 yards downfield. I mean, so I've been very pleased with those guys and what they bring to the group, man. They're a breath of, breath of fresh air. And for the whole defense, I think, just the, just being young and full energy every day, being the same, and it's, it's been really good for our group.
0: You've got a lot of players in rotation on the D-line. How do you kind of work that through games? Is it situational, kind of? Team based, or is it just who you feel is
3: performing
5: best, maybe? Yeah, I think, I think, you know, throughout the week, you watch how guys practice, you know, and if they earn those reps and practice, then I'm going to give them those reps. Um, you know, I, I'd like to, and then also I'd like to keep those guys somewhat kind of fresh, you know, for, for the second half of football games. But if they earn it and practice and they practice hard, then, then those guys will play. I'm a true believer in that.
0: He was one of those first guys who was playing in this past game and obviously he's been playing a lot but what right. has he done to earn those reps and what's kind of the next step for him in his development
5: yeah i mean i see if you, if you look at base i mean he was a starter week one for us in base i see all three of those guys as i guess starters uh but he, he's put it on tape and practice and he, he's uh practiced really hard and he's played hard and uh he's been she's made a couple plays and it finally paid off uh, this past week but yeah he's definitely earned those reps and the kid shows up every day and he's he works very hard he's very smart he knows the defense like the back of the hand so he's he's definitely earned that what'd you see him do on the strip set uh, he had be a really good tag he well first of all he's running to the ball you know we call them money tackles anytime a d lineman's making a tackle on the numbers call it a money tackle so that's that's a big time play because it's out there on the numbers and he just tackled great technique it was great dog tackle head out strike zone hit and good things happen when you 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 do things the right way so that was awesome I was I was very happy for him I think that was his first career sack too so I mean that was that's always fun to see your position
3: group has a real legacy here at washington with Vea and Grimes, and Shelton, and Levi. Um, do you guys talk about that? And, and who? I, I always thought maybe the two might be the next one, you know, to, to kind of fit that role that he's still, you know, learning his trade, I guess. Do you guys use that as all, that the legacy thing at all with these
5: guys? Yeah, I think, I think the guys are very aware of it. I don't think we, we use it at all. I mean, we, we talk about more of the tradition as a defense as a whole, like how we expect to play defense. You know here at washington but i don't i don't believe in comparisons i'm like hey you got a day hey, tooley you got to be like beat of i i'm not a believer in that i think comparisons are death if you have an 18 to 22 year old kid trying to compare himself to somebody who's a ninth round draft pick and did all these great things i mean that's that's just not fair to ask of them so no i think hey, all those guys whether it's tooley Taki, any of them it's like that no don't compare yourself to anybody else you got to be the best Tuli or Taki or Jacob—that you can be. You can't be anybody else. So, but, you, but yeah, those guys are aware of it. But no, we don't. We don't talk about it um, as, as specifically D line. We talk about it as a defense as a whole, as a unit, or how, how we're supposed to play, what the standard is.
0: Hey Rip, you talked about the rotations, keeping guys fresh. I was curious if there's a if there's a mentality like, like the running backs—they always talk about wanting to try to get into a rhythm. Or playing the hot hand, so to speak. Is there any? It sounds simple, but is there any sort of carryover to the defensive line? Do you, do you see a guy playing well, and of okay, we, we got to keep him in, there, even if that's not the, the number of snaps that we thought he might
5: play. Well, I think you got to look at who you're playing too. Like Arkansas State, you know, they're a really up tempo offense. That you know, they're trying to come in here and run hundred plays. Now that didn't happen, but you have to, you know, if you're in a game like that, you got to play guys early. Right. So, you know, you don't have uh, maybe your starters playing 30 snaps in the first quarter or whatever it is. You got to guys keep fresh or keep guys fresh early. Um, So, yeah, I think it depends on the game you're playing and the team you're playing and what type of offense they are. A lot of factors go into it. Also, how they practice. I mean, like I said, you know, if a guy doesn't earn the reps in practice, then he won't get them, and everybody in the room knows that. But yeah, I think there is a rhythm factor into it too. Yeah, you want guys to get in a groove, but especially with big guys, you got to keep them. You got to keep their energy up, so you got to get to spell them early. Up front is he's got like a
3: 330 pound frame, and the rest of the guys are all considerably smaller. Do you need a big guy like that? The, you know
5: the, the line yeah i mean size is great i mean yeah yeah absolutely we would like to be you know big up front that's the goal